everybody. It's the Week in the Tackle podcast extra slash overtime slash additional bits slash tidbits. It's not the full podcast, what we do on Mondays, but it's Grumpy Pundit's tidbits from Friday's program, Rennie and Dunny Take America, plus these intros, which were meant to be like 30 seconds worth, but have ended up being like a full show mm. uh, in and of themselves. I am Tom Rennie, the radio personality. That is the famous Olympian, Brian Dunseth. How are you, mate? I'm fantastic. And uh, Tom Rennie, we just have to figure out ways to make more work for half-day Tim Horsey Fridays is what we've realized. He's taking his sweet f***ing time to get down oh, no. here. Sorry, Tim, to uh, to make sure he's part of this broadcast, this this incredible broadcast right after we finish Grumpy Pundits, uh, a three-hour really weird yeah. day for all of the obvious reasons. Time to find this balance of the respect and what happens now with the transition of a of a postponed weekend of matches, which for you and I talking, trying to figure out, well, if this weekend's postponed, you would think next weekend has to be postponed because of the funeral. And then what does this look like for good old January 16th, 17th and 18th, where uh, these players are going to be run ragged upon the return of Premier League and FA Cup football? Let's do a little bit of that, because firstly, when we do these shows, it's basically the same for me and Dunny. We don't really get in the same room together, right? We are technologically together, but essentially we're always on the 2D screen. And so it's basically, to the eye, the same program. Hmm. So how difficult is it for you doing the live show on Sirius XMFC and then doing the podcast straight afterwards, whereas on the, the live show, you know, we don't do any swearsies. Hmm. Whereas on this program, in the exact same scenario, the exact yep. same setup, yep. often talking about similar subjects. Yep. We go full f***ing sorry, Tim. <laughs> How annoying is that? It's, it's hard, it, isn't it? It's difficult. It, it, is, it is odd because I just have to disconnect from the Comrex. I attach to the shore, and then I just switch my setup just a little bit. So technically, I, I switch a little setup. Um, but there's been a few occasions. I think this is what? Is this week four? No, week three. Week four that I've been on Grumpy Planet, yeah, something yeah. like that, third or fourth time. One of those. Um, I've had two really close calls. And I blame that f***ing guy. Sorry, Tim. Tim Horsey. Because I, as he goes back to his Look at his face. Time, Look, he's so angry. Stamps. You're making him so angry right now. He time stamps, exactly. Well, I mean, what the f*** do you expect? Sorry, Tim. Um, in situations like It's so much fun. It's so much fun. He's taking that headset off That's at this three. point. That's three. That's three. You should time like... stamp. I, you missed another one. You oh. just definitely missed another one. Oh, no. It's a complete lie, but maybe oh, you just no. go back to check it. Um, yeah, it. I've had two occasions where I've come close, but I feel like I'm pretty good. I mean, I sang today. You'll you'll hear yeah. that when we're talking about Brendan Aronson and Leeds United fans. And yeah, man, it, today was a... I, I'm, I'm, I got to be honest with you. I was nervous about today. Right. I was nervous because for someone like yourself that that has grown up in England and has understood right, wrong and different, good, bad, the ugly of what the monarchy is with regards to its role in England from the United States side, this side of the pond, there's a there's a very different feel. There's there's a reverence. There's a I think there's there, there's just this this look at the queen of she's like this warm blanket. She was always like this person. We have this obsession with princes and princesses. Um, and so for me, it was, it, was, it was really one of those days where I shut my mouth, I listened, and I tried to understand what's happening as 
for me as a 45 year old man from Southern California, I don't know anything other than the queen of England. So Mm. watching what these, these ceremonial next 10 days will look like, um, will be kind of a, an extraordinary time to see from the prism of what England, um, is, is going through right now. Well, really briefly, we did this on grumpy pundits, but I will say for listeners on this program that, you know, the, the death of Her Majesty the Queen in the United Kingdom is it's 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 just such a huge thing. It's a huge thing for some emotionally, not really for me, I don't think, but it's a culturally historic thing. It's a culturally relevant thing. It's mm. an end of an era, end of an epoch, end of a. It's the end of a line, a lineage, a link to a past where the myth of Britain was first created. And I I mean the myth of modern Britain, and we are basically the Second World War. The Second World War is our cultural baseline. We don't really go back to, you know, King Arthur, the Round Table, all this incredible history we've got. We almost start in scores now as 1940 is our like first day of history. Mm. And that's what generations have been brought up on. And the myth of the golden generation, the greatest generation. But of course, she was part of that. She embodies that and embodied that to a lot of people. Um, I I read this week that 90 percent of the world's population statistically were all born during the reign of Queen Elizabeth II. It's the second longest reign in the history of all monarchies ever. So it's culturally very relevant. Um, I am a Republican in the UK. That means I want the UK to be a republic. It doesn't mean that I think the election was stolen because I'm not a crazy man. Uh, So it doesn't mean that, but it means, um, does that have to get beat? Probably not. It's just the truth. Um, But I, I, you know, that's, I I don't agree with the concept of monarchy. I find it personally offensive, but I'm also very aware that people don't think of it that way. I'm not the majority opinion. You'll be shocked to know on that Mm. score. And so I think there is a certain reverence and respect that has to be shown, which led to our debate on the show today about the football being called off. Now, we've had that debate on the program. If you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you can go back and listen again. We did an hour on that on uh, Grumpy Pundits on Friday morning, which will be worth your time if you're interested in that. But I thought we would do a little bit here before we, we queue into tidbits about what this means for football. Because football was, has been called off in England. That's at all levels. Premier League, EFL, WSL, Scottish, Welsh, even Sunday League. A friend of mine texted me during the show to say, I can't f***ing believe it. My boy can't even play football the weekend. What am I going to do with him now? That's exactly what he sounds like. That's an amazing impression. You won't know Matt, but that's an amazing impression. Sorry, Tim. Uh, Matt put that in the text. Um, but that, that, even that's been called off for reverence and respect for Her Majesty. I actually think it's the right thing to do. Um, I think the other sports going on, I would question that. I think historically, I think you'd want to have cancelled it as a mark of respect. When we look back in the history books about what happened, I know the cricket's going ahead. The test match is a different sort of crowd. You might expect some anti-monarchist feeling at Celtic, at Hearts, at Liverpool, maybe. So I can see why they might have called some things off just to make sure it stayed respectful and didn't embarrass the leagues. Um, but then the argument will be as well, they could have done those public minute silences that football actually does quite well, those en masse reference moments that they do quite well. But in terms of the football, this weekend is off. We know that. Um, the Europa League and Champions League stuff and Conference League stuff, Conference League stuff will go ahead in midweek. So West Ham is still going to play like Silkeborg, whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Uh, United will play, Arsenal will play. The Champions League teams that are playing next week will still play. Probably not in England. They might have to go to Dublin potentially, as a story we heard on Friday, if they were going to play in England. The Aviva offered itself up as a venue. 
So this, these games are probably going to take place uh, January. The first weekend, our friend Richard Buxton tweeted earlier, um, was, or midweek, forgive me, 17th, 18th of January, as you alluded to. If next weekend is called off, as we record this, we don't know when the state funeral is going to be. But if it's Sunday, I mean, they simply can't play. Mm. Now, West Ham Everton is meant to be next Sunday. You couldn't have, we kick off today with Everton against West Ham United. We cross to Westminster for the funeral of Her Majesty the Queen. Then we've got Wolverhampton Wanderers against Bournemouth. Like it's not going to be, yeah. that's not the Super Sunday that Sky are wishing for. Yeah. So that means Danny probably next weekend is off. Another weekend goes into to January, to February, wherever with the crazy schedule we've already got. Do you think the season might need to be extended into June and next season might need to be delayed? No, I, I don't. I think what they'll try to do is figure out those dates that teams are bowing out of FA Cup earlier uh, than others, and they'll try to find those makeup dates in between and or those that are finding themselves on the outside of either Champions League, Europa League, or uh, Conference League. Um, they'll, they'll figure out the dates, unfortunately, for the teams. Um, and we'll do, we'll do what we did last year with Arsenal. We'll say, well, man, they've got like six games in hand. Well, six games in hand when you're playing every three days isn't always a benefit. And it doesn't mean that three points are going in the back pocket because you have four extra games to make up. But I'm an Arsenal fan. That means that we are going to win the Premier League title with Mikel Arteta, the best manager since George Graham. Can I give you one final thing before we do tidbits? Just one, one because it was going to be in tidbits, but I didn't make it. It's just something for people to stay across. I, are Man City playing this week in the Champions? I don't think they are. They played last week, so I think they might have mm. next. Oh, they yep. are playing. They're playing midweek. Tim's thumbing me, so it must be true. Oh boy. Um, if you're going to uh, go on the social media platform, I think they pronounce it Twitter uh, mm. this week. Follow the Twitter page at Harland Watch. Have you heard of Harland Watch? I have. I oh, have. good. Is, is this the one where he's walking downtown? He's walking in Manchester? No, no, oh. it's not. Um, Man City Dortmund is Wednesday. It's live on Sirius XM FC 157 for people in the United States with serious subscriptions. So Haaland watch is Erling Haaland v Preston North End. And it's literally an ongoing tally of who scores more goals this season. Oh. Erling Haaland or Preston North End. <laughs> Following. I don't know why. I don't know why they've chosen Preston North End, these people. But they're giving us a weekly update. And the most recent post was from uh, September 4th. Haaland bags another against Villa to move eight clear of Preston North End. Erling Haaland, 10 goals in six games. Preston North End, two goals in eight. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know why they've chosen it. I don't yeah. know what the, the significance is. Uh, they did a poll this week on their Twitter page. Who's going to score more goals? They had thousands of votes. 75% of their followers think Erling Haaland is going to score more goals. 100%. I would say 100% of their followers end. should be thinking that way. Do you think? He's incredible. Are we just doing now? Are, are we just doing goals in the Premier League for Erling Haaland? Or are we going to I take... think it's full stop. Okay, full stop. Oh, boy. Mm. So yeah. in, in a usual season, Preston North End of the Championship, I imagine they'll finish about 14th. I would expect 50 goals, probably. Is that too much? Let's go. Let's go. Forty-five. Forty-five goals. So I think maybe goals. we should use Friday's little bit to keep people updated on Erling mm. Haaland versus Preston North End. There yeah? we go. Yeah, we yeah, should yeah. do it. And yeah. maybe we should try Tim 
to get someone from this on the show if we keep this up for a few weeks to tell us why they've chosen Preston North End. They may have made it public already. I know it's work to do, isn't it? But, you know, it's, we've got to keep the, give the people what they want. People subscribe to this. Hmm. Uh, do you want to introduce Tidbits? Uh, tidbits, Tidbits, Rennie and Donnie, Tidbits and Horsey. You love to sing now, don't you? It's time for Tidbits on Grumpy Pundits. For some tidbits now on Grumpy Pundits on a Friday. Rennie and Dunny take America. Stories we thought were interesting over the past seven days from the footballing world, but not really strong enough for a full conversation on today's programme. Um, let's start in Nottingham. Uh, the city of Nottingham back on the football map with Nottingham Forest promoted back to the Premier League. Of course, Forest two-time European champions. But have you heard? of Burton Joyce Football Club. Hmm. Do you know who they are, Dunny? I have not heard of them. Well, Burton Joyce Football Club are an under-10s football team in Nottingham who signed a big sponsorship deal this week, oh, wow. which the Football Association have said is inappropriate hmm. and is not allowed to continue. Hmm. They signed a sponsorship deal with the UK's only branch of Hooters. So Hooters is doesn't have a big footprint here in the UK. Mm. Um, it's basically, for those that don't know the Hooters, um, it's basically a bar that sells terrible wings that will make your or your dad titillated. I think that's a nice <laughs> way of putting it. They'll titillate uh, your dad. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's mm, fair. Mm. Yeah. But uh, not like your dad, yeah. your dad. As your in dad. Like, oh, your dad. You know, your dad. Like, you, your dad would be titillated in a Hooters. Okay. I love saying titillated. I'm really yeah, you're that. obsessed with that. Titillated. Right it's now. nice. Lovely. Titillated. Word. By, by the way, because of uh, Ray Hudson on the football show this morning, did I ever tell you the story that the Miami Fusion, we were mm-hmm. given a 75% off card to Hooters? And really? it had our names. It literally said Brian Dunseth, Miami Fusion. 75% off, and it was an orange Hooters card. And there were multiple Hooters around the uh, Fort Lauderdale area. Oh, and they're very popular in America. There's lots oh, of yeah, yeah, very very popular. Very very popular, especially the beach communities. Um, and yeah, Gabe you, seems you, super into it. <laughs> well, Gabe's like, spectra. But you can oddly, oddly eat somewhat healthy at Hooters, should you try. It, the entire Miami Fusion team would get done. We would all, well, not all teams, you know, married guys would go home. Us single guys would head out to Hooters, and we would eat lunch there. 75% off the meals. Obviously, you tip well for your service, but you could not get any alcohol. There was no alcohol, 75% off. You had to pay for your own alcohol. We we weren't drinking alcohol. Oh, you could get it, but you had to pay. We were high-level athletes at that point, eating at Hooters for our uh, post-training lunches. We were out of there as quickly. But, yeah, um, it's, I, I, I don't know, is it a, I guess it's a negative uh, your well, I mean, this is—it's it, been seen as a negative. Um, mm. and I just want to read you this from the um, the BBC website because I just love the way they write these things. It's a very uh, down the line uh, place, the BBC, right? Not really that opinionated. Here we go. An under tens football team has been told by the Football Association it must cease its sponsorship deal with Hooters 
The restaurant chain is known for having waitresses in revealing outfits, and its name is a double entendre, referring to owls and women's breasts. Because you wouldn't have got that. It needs explaining. You wouldn't have got that. It goes on. Hooters of Nottingham announced the deal with Burton Joyce Football Club in a Facebook post on Thursday, leading some people to complain. Um, Burton Joyce Football Club, based in Nottinghamshire, said they'll be issuing a statement on the matter at the weekend... And they went on to say, fair enough, we're not allowed to, uh, to be sponsored by Hooters. The picture they put forward was five players wearing green jerseys, navy shorts and green socks, inside an under-10s goal mouth, which is about you know, 70% a normal size goal mouth, either side of two Hooters models. They're children! Oh, they, had the, they had the Hooters models it's, out there. The models went down to uh, do the sponsorship, plus they have Hooters written on the front of their shirts. And all the now, dads were out there as well. Yes, again, it's very much a place to titillate your dad. Mm. Um, and social media loved this story. They loved this story this week. Um, it broke the FA kit and advertising regulation, which states that when players are under 18, their clothing and equipment must not feature, quote, any product, service, or other activity, which is considered by the association as detrimental to the welfare, health, or general interest of young persons, or mm. is otherwise considered inappropriate, having regard to the age of the players or match officials. Uh, this is the control the FA have over football. Even under-10s football in Nottinghamshire is controlled mm. by the Football Association, which is why even the Sunday League games are called off this weekend. Anyway, Twitter went mad for it. I just wanted to read you a couple of um, <laughs> great responses. Um, one woman, who described herself as a mum of two, said, I hope all those objecting put their hands in their pockets and sponsor a local sports team. Getting sponsorships hard and teams need kits. Good on them, lads. Oh, they look really happy because they've got their new kits. So mum of two didn't, she didn't care. She was mm. fine with it. And here is a dad. Uh, that's his Twitter handle. A dad. This is his response. This is quality. I'm having words in my son's club right now to find out we've not secured this deal. <laughs> so the dads loved it. The oh, mums yeah. loved it. Yeah. But the FA didn't because... Titillation is against the rules. Mm. Would the FA be responsible for uh, supplementing the amount of money for sponsorship now that the under-10s club is missing? No. No. They don't even get a 70% discount on wings. Too bad. You believe that? What a time to be alive it was with the Miami Fusion and Ray Hudson. Can you hey, tell speaking us some of those stories in the podcast about. Uh, I absolutely can, absolutely can. Right. We can tackle okay. uh, tidbits are going to drop later today, and we'll have uh, as as always on Monday our our new show wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I don't know if you if you knew this, Rennie. There's a there's a World Cup coming. Um, you know the stupidity of not only the location of the World Cup, but the timing of the World Cup and the upsetting of everything that happens in the football world. Yeah, I'm talking about the 2022 World Cup. Um, I don't know if you. Did you did you know there is a, a safety and security committee um, that's in Qatar that are taking specific measures, specific measures if you choose to smuggle your liqueur in your luggage into oh, Qatar? Oh no! Uh, what, yes, what, what, what's uh, the, what are they going to do to you? Obviously, alcohol strictly restricted in Qatar. Drinking in public yes. can lead up to fines of seven hundred and twenty pound, mm. or a prison sentence of up to six months. But you can, I, they're saying. Have you been out there? Have you been no, to the Middle I East? No, I haven't. Have you been to, like, I, Qatar, Dubai, no, those places? No, no. 
Bit of a briefly, yeah. I've been to Dubai a few times, and uh, I've got some friends that live in Dubai. I was going to go out there for a job at one point. So I was out there for a few weeks, a few years ago, and the kind of, I mean, it's a real boozy place if you're in hotels mm. uh, or you're in specifically designed places. But if you go to a restaurant, there's no kind of drinks menu. But if you go to, like I literally went to a Pasha uh, there, which is a, a big club in Ibiza, which they've got one in, in Dubai. And there was this incredible thing that happened, which highlights this for people, which I think people don't sort of notice. So I was on the hotel site, this hotel complex called the Madinat, which is so extravagant and wild. They have like a um, a winding sort of river in between rooms. So if you want to go back to your room, you get on a gondola and it takes you up this man-made river. It's insanity. Oh. <laughs> and they built like a whole Venice in yeah. this kind of hotel complex. Plus there's a club and restaurants and blah, blah, blah. I went into some Irish bar and got like really drunk with a couple of friends. Anyway, one of my friends who lived there was going to get a cab home. Uh, and we'd been drinking heavily all day. And he started walking past the cabs that are directly outside. And you get in a cab. You, When you yeah. walk off the site, you get in a cab. You walk nowhere, you do nothing. You get in a cab. And he was so drunk, and he is an ongoing liability, uh, that he started walking out into the street. And two of the people that I were with who were kind of locals were like, oh, he's gone off, he's gone off the site. And they sprinted past me sort of grabbed him violently by the clothes and dragged him back into the complex. Because if you're caught to be drunk on the street, that is an arrestable offence. And they were telling me anecdotally, you know, whether this would even be published, I don't know. If you were to be arrested drinking on the street, that's not just a overnight custodial thing. It's a potential prison sentence because you're Mm. actually not allowed to drink. But you can because it's all, you know, 18th century monarchies. Who am I to talk? I know. But it's, it's, that's, it's, that's basically what it is out over there. And you're drinking by the grace and favor, by the backhanded yeah. wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, yeah. Know what I mean? Culture out there. But if you got caught by the wrong person, you're in, you're in deep shtuck. And that's what the World Cup's going to be. Yeah, so the uh, the head of safety and security operations telling ESPN at a news conference in Doha there are specific measures in place. I think alcohol will not be allowed through airports and suitcases. I would just probably suggest you don't try that. Uh, there are locations where alcohol will be sold throughout the country. Um, there's a misconception, though, he states, about alcohol sales in stadiums in designated zones. We are working like any other World Cup as usual, but very simply, we have always stated that the sale of alcohol will be available in Qatar. We will make it happen in only specific zones. The Fan Fest will serve alcohol from 6.30 on, but it will also attract a lot of families and children, so we want to give them to be in an opportunity where there is an alcohol-free zone for certain parts of the day. Remember, kickoff will be throughout the day. Later, the fans will have alcohol readily available. Um, Now, when you compare and contrast what happened in Russia, Mm. high consumption of alcohol during the early stages of Russia in 2018 led some bars in Moscow to run out of beer uh, as fans from across the world partied in the Russian capital. So, um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, they get their little concessions, right? The, the major corporations, Budweiser or whomever it is, have got their little concessions. But what it will be yeah. is 0.5% lager or less, or like alcohol-free yeah. Budweiser. And essentially, like the, the, the honest truth is, despite what UEFA's executives would like, there's a booze culture around football, and there mm. always will be. 
whether it's a couple of drinks with friends or too many drinks with people you don't like. Either way, people want alcohol at the football to have it during the football, which is banned in England, frustratingly. But they want it before the game. They want it after the game. It's a reason to meet people. You meet people for a drink. And another reason why Qatar simply should not be hosting what is essentially a European and, and, and American game. You know, that's, this, is what, this, is, this is the teams that are going to win it. There's going to be two teams from South America and three teams from Europe. They're the ones that are going all the way. It's a tournament just for them. But you're giving it to Qatar and giving them 0% Budweiser. Man. It's almost like the whole thing's a joke. The disrespect um, for Christian Pulisic hmm. right there. Hmm. Why? Hmm. I didn't hear you say but, any American team. Yeah. Do you uh, think America going to win it then? <laughs> yeah, duh. <laughs> okay. This country. Um, we do a lot of accents, Danny and I. Would you mm. like to hear the most amazing accent just ever of anyone ever? Yes. You up for it? Yeah. So could you do a kind of Brummy, Wolverhampton Brummy? Do you think you'd no. be able to do it? I, I, so mm. it, it's, the middle, mm. it's the middle of England, right? The mm. Midlands is what they're known. And, and, and Leicester are there and, and Aston Villa were there, Birmingham City, Wolverhampton Wanderers across the middle of the country. Uh, Wolverhampton, it, it's called the Black Country. The reason it's called the Black Country is because it had a kind of um, industrial past where there was so much black smoke in the air. Yeah. If you've seen Peaky Blinders, for I example, did, yeah, you know, Peaky Blinders, a very yeah. industrial place. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of like, gas, and people's faces were Come always on, sort of blackened from going into yeah. I don't know, various mines or whatever. Anyway, so this is a Black Country accent. This is a Wolverhampton Wanderers <laughs> fan who was Vox Pop. Vox Pops are just like useless in general if a, if a news bit goes to a vox pop then you may as well just forget watching the whole thing because in general you know a person is smart people are stupid uh but this guy is a wolverhampton wanderers fan outside the wolverhampton wanderers shop being told that actual diego costa dirtbag in chief is actually signing for wolverhampton wanderers oh diego costa diego costa yeah yeah he come in has he yeah, he's do, uh, he's doing his medical at the moment. I, 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 I wasn't too well. I've seen someone on Facebook, but I just thought it was fake news. Like, you know what I mean? No, I don't it seems like a deal could be done in the next kind of 24 hours or so. That, that's absolutely brilliant news, but I thought the transfer window was over. Amazing. Just, I mean, it just... I, I missed like six words in there. How do I go, Costa? Yeah. How do I go, Costa? Yeah, he come in, has he? Yeah, he's do, uh, he's doing his medical at the moment. I, 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 know, I, wa- I wasn't too well. I've seen someone on Facebook, but I just thought it was fake news. Like, you know what I mean? No, I don't, it seems like a deal could be done in the next kind of 24 hours or so. That, that's absolutely brilliant news, but I thought the transfer window was over. Oh, yeah, I, I, there's a few words he said that there's no, I'm like squinting my eyes and listening intently to try to figure out. Uh, uh, he started saying some words and then he just went that the transfer window was over. <laughs> Can you do? Would you like to do an impression of a of a someone from Wolverhampton Wanderers live on air? Would you like to do I don't. It? I don't know if I can pull that one off. I'm... Diego Costa. How Diego Costa? Diego Costa. Diego Costa. Side of his mouth. That's a that's a definite side Super. of the mouth drop. I mean, if you are looking to learn the accent of of, mm. of, uh, of the Black Country, I, I've told you this before. The band Slade. Oh, one of my favourite bands of all okay. time. Seventies glam rock giants of, of Britain. Uh, a precursor to the likes of like Kiss, even like some of their music is incredible. Like "Come On, Feel the Noise" and "Mama, We're All Crazy Now." All these amazing songs. Mm. But they're from Wolverhampton, and Noddy Holder um, is is their singer. Um, worth a Google of your time, Noddy. Uh, they do "Merry Christmas, Everybody" is kind of their most famous sort of song. 
So here it is, Merry Christmas. That's, that's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They've been number one like a hundred times with that yeah. song. And, and he has got the most incredible uh, black country accent. It's amazing. You've got to okay. if you just Google Noddy Holder this afternoon. And maybe Vic and Bob doing an impression of Noddy Holder will also fill some <laughs> of your time this afternoon. Anyway, there you go. You know, you know what I love about this? I, I get to understand the, the, the complexities of the English language from your perspective and how the pronunciation happens. Um, and by the way, here in the States, if you're from California versus if you're in Boston, um, if you were down south in Texas or, you know, you were somewhere in Florida, they're, they're all unique. They're, they're all fascinating. So I, I'm, I'm enjoying this one. Hey, by the way, have you ever heard of Estelle, the singer Estelle? You've heard of the singer Estelle, right? Of course, yes. Okay, course. so one of the things that I thoroughly enjoy is the creativity of English, specifically English football fans, of how they can create songs for their players. Well, at hmm. Leeds United, the Leeds United fans uh, have decided that uh, there's a certain player right now um, that deserves a song. And he might be an American. He might not be an American. You'll just have to listen to the song. It's incredible. So obviously, for those that don't know, Leeds United fans, they're singing to Brendan Aronson uh, in a short amount of time, six matches. He is obviously um, has the respect of the fan base for the performances that he's put in. For those that don't know what the hell they were singing, thankfully to Bat Shoot on Twitter, I have the lyrics. Come to oh, Ellen good. Road and you will see him play. Sign from Red Bull Salzburg and he's steer to stay. I really want to live in Beeston with you. You'll be my American boy, American boy. So that's the song that's right there. Good. I can't believe I sang. I've never sang before. I've never done like open mic night, none of that stuff. So breaking new, you breaking new fourth barriers right there. You well, could be Estelle. like the Masked Singer. This could be your next thing. Now your celebrity is going up <laughs> and up and up. You could be on the Masked Singer. And we would know. Our listeners would know it was you. Yeah. But the, the wider populace wouldn't. What would you be if you were in the Masked Singer? What would you? What would I've you, never watched the show. I've never watched the show. I've never seen watched it. The show. I know of it, but I've never watched it. I got three oh, kids. Man. You, you think I get to watch it? television? Let me tell you a little story about it. This is yeah. fantastic. This. So you know Kevin Watson, our friend who does Premier League Live, played for Tottenham. Yep. He was good yep. friends with Teddy Sheringham. He was his number two at Stevenage. And I was doing a game with Kev uh, last year sometime, and um, he was like, "I was out with Teddy last night." I was like, "Oh yeah, is he?" Blah 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 blah. He said, yeah, he's doing well, yeah. And then that night, Teddy Sheringham was unveiled as the tree on the Masked Singer. So <laughs> Teddy had been on the series doing it. People were taking bets on, you know, who is who. And Kev was like, I was with him last night. I said, what are you doing tomorrow? He didn't tell me. Oh, that's serious. He didn't tell ABA. me what he was up to yeah. or where he'd been. And it was like... Like a hundred to one that Teddy Sheringham was going to be, yeah, <laughs> going to be the tree on the Mars Singer. Could have made and some Kevin money. Watson, his old friend, yeah. who they worked together at Stephen. He was out for a drink with him. He said, "What are you doing tomorrow?" He told him nothing, and the answer was, "I'm doing ITV One celebrity hit program, the Mars Singer." 
And there was thousands of pounds to be won. And he yeah. could have secretly told him in the pub about it. And Teddy didn't tell him. He didn't want he him didn't to go to jail. Him. He didn't want him to go to jail. That's insider trading. I know, but come on. If you go on the Mars Singer and we're having a chat during the breaks, I mean, drop me a hint. So mm. you could send me, you, you could be like Bumblebee mm. and you could just like say, oh, I've got to buzz off now. <laughs> there may be a sting in this story, honey. You know, say something like that to me. And then, I I, you, you know, you're not, you're not giving it away, but yeah. you, 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 you want you want me to risk you want me to risk going to jail so you can make a couple quid. I get it. I, I'm here for we you. Can, you've seen this economy. <laughs> I, I'm willing to take the risk. We're all going to jail jail for not paying our bills anyway. Yeah. Um, another little story is that that song "American Boy" by Estelle and I think Kanye West. Kanye West. Yep. Yep. Um, when I was in Australia years ago, so whenever that song was out, was it 15 years, 10 years? Something she like performed that. it at the All-Star Game up in Toronto for MLS. Yeah. So over a decade-ish, decade Yeah. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, easily. So I was on a little island called Magnetic Island, beautiful place, uh, just outside of Townsville in Australia. Highly recommend it, beautiful place. One of those places you can get a quad bike and drive around for days. Had this incredible round of golf on a mountainside where you'd like clipped off... On the 7th, you clipped off the uh, mountain down onto a green. It was amazing. Anyway, to leave Magnetic Island, there was one boat a day. And my friend and I were like, what time is the boat? Oh, it's midday. So we got there at midday and the boat was delayed. And there's one boat a day, bad weather. The boat ended up leaving seven hours later. But we had nowhere to go, nowhere to stay. There's only three places to stay on the island. And we'd... We burned our bridges there. Uh, so we basically had to um, wait in the reception of the kind of ship lobby. And they only had like one song. And so for seven hours, we sat in reception with no money, no iPods or headphones or anything. You'll be my American boy. It would end and it'd be like, these cruises in Magnetic Island are sponsored by Hooters. They are sponsored by Hooters. And it would stop, and it would be like, <laughs> You be my American boy uh, for seven hours. So that yeah. song has given me some diabolical flashbacks. I'm pleased mm. you brought it up. Thank you, Leeds fans. Uh, I have one final one for you today, uh, which is quite a sweet one, which I didn't know about um, until it happened. So Jay Stansfield played the first couple of games of the season for Fulham, um, and he didn't play when um, Niskin's Cabano came back in a game I was working on a couple of weeks ago and it was a kind of topic of conversation, he might leave the club on loan. We were like, what? Hmm. He's been starting the first couple of games. There's no way he's going to go anywhere. Well, he did on transfer deadline day and I thought it was a bit surprising, but I didn't know this story. Uh, So Jay Stansfield is a 19-year-old who played the first couple of games of the season for Fulham. But he's gone to League One Exeter City on loan. And I was a bit like, oh, what's the story behind that then? Um, well, he's going to wear the number nine shirt for Exeter City, and he indeed has worn the number nine shirt since signing. Uh, his father played for Exeter City. His name was Adam Stansfield. Scored 39 times in 160 matches for the Devon Club across four seasons and is a bit of a club legend there. Um, well, sadly, uh, Adam passed away back in 2010 during his fourth season with Exeter. He was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, that season and passed away uh, relatively quickly. He, his condition deteriorated quickly. Um, so Jay would have been 
maybe seven or eight hmm. years old uh, when his dad passed away from bowel cancer. And years later, he's gone on to become a professional footballer. And basically, this deal came up and he said, look, my dad was an Exeter City player. Yeah, I- I've got to do it. I have to do it. The opportunity has come up. I want to go there. So he's essentially given up being part of Fulham's team this season. And he's been in the team, yeah. not just in the squad, matchday squad playing. So he could go on loan to Exeter and is wearing the number nine shirt 12 years after. He's the same guy, same name, same number. Uh, and, he, and he's gone to play for his dad's team. That's and he awesome. actually plays at Exeter. And one of the stands is the Adam Stansfield stand. That's so amazing. he's playing in his dad's old number for the club in front of the stand named after his dad. Isn't that just a terrific, terrific story? Yeah, so, sometimes, you know, we, we we had a great conversation with both Jeremy Smith and, and Coity earlier today. And we were talking about, you know, the, the ambition of players. And the ambition of players, usually when we're speaking to that, is to play on Tuesday and Wednesday nights, right? That is the ultimate goal. Tuesday and Wednesday nights, Champions League football, and to represent your country at the World Cup. That That is... That is as high as one can possibly go. Uh, obviously, there's individual awards along with that, but that that's kind of what we constantly talk about. Stories like this, man. That I mean, that that's kind of the just the purity of the game, right? You 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 grow up with the game. You grow up with these ideas and these kind of fanciful, you know, hopes and dreams of 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 playing football and playing professional football. And once you're there, it's trying to figure out what the life path looks like. You know, I always said it's like a train. People get on, people get off. Um, but you keep rolling down the tracks and figure out what stops next. So to hear something like this, I, I love it. I, I'm a, I'm a softy. Um, I, mm. I can I, I tears fall out of my face, drop of a hat. Things like this are are extraordinary, especially when you can bring in kind of the story of a father and son and a family and understanding what that looked like, that devastation at the time, and what the family went through, and then kind of now this. I, I don't even want to call it a f- full circle because I don't think that's fair to the loss, but. Mm to see the opportunity for him to be in the same stadium, be playing for the same club, be in front of that stand, be wearing that number, having his name on the back of the jersey. Uh, that's an extraordinary story. Hasn't scored yet. He came on against MK Dons, who, you know, shouldn't exist, fake club. Um, but when he does score, it's, oh, it's going to be great. That's going to be great. We'll, we'll keep you abreast yeah. of that as and when it happens. I'm sure it will. Um, that's what's great about Tidbits. You know, we went from Hooters to... An accent from Birmingham? Mm. What else did we have in here? We had your experiences of your orange card, mm. once again, at Hooters. Mm. This has been a, I mean, the journey and Adele. of tidbits. Don't, don't you disrespect Adele. We Estelle, Adele. not Adele. Yeah, Adele. Don't you disrespect it by saying the wrong singer, the wrong British singer. <laughs> it, was a, it was Estelle, the person Adele wishes she was. Mm. Um, those are our tidbits. We've got to have one from Tim. It's tidbits, tidbits, one final one. Here is Tim. And I should tease Tom versus American Sports coming up next because we have no get around the grounds, obviously, with the games uh, being canceled this weekend. And, and Tom, you always do this to me. You always follow up with a, a fantastic tidbit. You end on a fantastic tidbit, and then I have to bring something that you know, I, don't, I don't know how to follow it up. So I'm going to go to the FA Cup and a story that you mentioned, I believe it was in last week's Week in the Tackle. It might have been on Grumpy Pundits as well. They're just a blur at this point. Um, with, we with see all, each other a lot. A lot. Yeah. We spend a lot of time yeah. together. Too much. Um, too much, really. I think it's pretty much the reason you're playing The Witcher 3 is because I recommended it to you. And now, <laughs> and now actually, you're yeah, playing it, it. So I'm, I'm glad yeah. you're enjoying it. Um, I'm going to take, uh, take you to the FA Cup and a match between 
Blackfield and Langley and Shepton Mallet FC. Now, Tom knows where this is going because he's the one that brought it to my attention first. A goalkeeper, uh, Connor Massico of Blackfield Langley FC, was sent off by the referee for urinating in a hedge. Hmm. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll bring up the, co- the co-manager of Blackfield and Langley, Connor, Ar- uh, Connor McCarthy, excuse me. Uh, he was talking to BBC Stor- uh, Sport for this story. He said, quote, the ball went out for a goal kick. He needed to go to the toilet, so he went up against the hedge, and their players started shouting, saying, what's he doing to the referee? The ref went up and sent him off for urinating in the hedge. And I'm continuing the quote here from Connor McCarthy. Mm -hmm. Uh, He, the goalkeeper Massico, he protected himself. He was inside the hedge. Sometimes when you have to go, you have to go. I was gobsmacked. I didn't expect that. We're all pretty shocked by the decision. And then at the time of the incident, the Shepton Twitter account, the opposing team, said, quote, Blackfield keeper is sent off for urinating in the hedge. Never seen that before. So just we talked about some bad uh, VAR decisions, some referee decisions over the last couple of weeks. This is up there. Urinated in the hedge gets you sent off now in the FA Cup. Mm. I love the idea of them looking back at that on VAR and being like, oh, I don't know. Can we, can we send him off if um, he's not drinking enough obvious? water today? Has he had any asparagus? Can we check the asparagus levels? It's the smell. It's the smell. Is it clear, or is it clear and obvious? <laughs> Good. That's always the first question. Is it clear? Did obvious? it reach the high bar? Did it reach the high bar? That's the question here. That's the question. Oh, I, I told Good you. Tidbits. Yeah, you listen, I, I was, I have been in a situation where I've had to pee during warmups on the field and I was never going to make it in. You honestly have to figure out anyone who's played, even if indoor, having fun, kick around, all that stuff. Like when you got to go, you got to go. And, and there's go. no holding it. Um, you know, there's been times where I've been in the middle of the game and I've been trying to pinch it and hold on just to make it make it into halftime or make it to the final whistle. Sentence. Yeah, well, you, you've, you've got to hold on to it if you can. Yes. Um, but my, my man, Paulo DeSantos, I've told this story once. Uh, we were New England Revolution. It was a friendly against Stevie Nichols' Boston Bulldogs. He looked at me and he goes, I'm going to ish my pants. And he literally ran off the field. He ran to the <laughs> locker room. But they had locked the locker room door because obviously it was a friendly and it was at like some high school football stadium. And we came around the corner and he had grabbed the hose. There was like a random hose and his jersey and his shorts were on the floor. He still had his socks, his shin cards. He was in his tighties and he was watering, washing himself down. We're like, what happened? He's like, the door was locked. Had to let it go, man. <laughs> and he pooped his pants. <laughs> Sorry, Paulo. <laughs> He's somewhere out there. Great dude. Paulo DeSantos, Rebs. This must have been like 99, 2000. And uh, yeah. there was no shame. Everybody knew no. in that situation, man. When you got to go, you, you, you let it go, man. Just let it go. Charge your tidbit. Simple as that. Week in the Tackle is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. Want more Grumpy Pundits? 
Listen weekdays from 9 to noon Eastern on Sirius XM FC, Channel 157, and on the SXM app.